ターンアップ Alright everyone, welcome out to the debut, premiere, first episode, launching, series, premiere, extravaganza of Talking Toku. My name is Mark, and with me is my co-host, Scott. Hello, everybody. We need catchphrases eventually, we'll work on that. So this, yeah, Talking Toku, we're going to talk about all tokusatsu stuff, whether it's Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, Ultraman, Godzilla, Gridman, Basically anything, whether it's TV shows, manga, merch, comics, because Ultraman has a comic book by Marvel. So he's a part of the MCU now. Is he also Disney presents? Uh, no, the kaijus are. <laughs> or the <laughs> kaijins. The kaijins are actually Disney princesses. Okay. Yeah, no, he's a <laughs> Disney prince. I expect him to have a sordid affair with Ariel at some point. I should that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, I was like, he seems like the type. He, Ultraman is seems like the aerial type, but that's and Jeff, neither here. Let's yeah, be honest. But, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, we could do a whole synopsis and storyline of how we would pitch an Ultraman, uh, either Aladdin or Mer- Little Mermaid crossover. But we don't really want to cross the streams if Ghostbusters taught us anything in the li- in life. In fact. So let's jump right into it. What is new with Toku in your life right now? Um, well, you know, right now, watching uh, Kamen Rider's favorite. Can't wait until uh, Kamen Rider Revice. I'm going to laugh if that's not actually the name of the show, and that's just the actual name of the device, <laughs> and it's not the name of the show. <laughs> It's just like, coming Rider Revice would be great. It's like, uh, actually, that's just the name of the belt. It's like, because yes. <laughs> we don't know, because everyone was talking Comrade Victory for a good two and a half weeks. And then it was like, now we're going to talk about Comrade Revice. And it's like, okay. However, there is this uh, uh, show um, in HNK that I'm really excited for. And it's about. Uh, Somebody in a wheelchair getting superpowers. Really excited for that. Yes. I forgot the name of it. I saw the official, um, what is it? The official like, like poster for it, I guess, as you could call it. But like, I was like, that looks so cool. Like, I remember we were sending each other back and forth, like all the photos from it. And I was like, all this stuff looks awesome. And. I'm excited because it's not going to be like a long, like 40 plus episode thing. I think it's just a like a mini series. And obviously the timing of it, I feel like it's more because of the Olympics going on. Right. Uh, Chosuku Power Hero Gundin. Yeah, sure. I'm not even going to try and enunciate that. Anyone who watches when I talk about Toku stuff or listens like outside of Kamen Rider stuff, I can pronounce. When it comes to anything that's not Ultraman or Kamen Rider, if I have to pronounce one of the Sentai seasons, I'm just like, yeah, sure it is. It's a thing. I just now figured out 14 episodes in how to say the Zenkaiser show's full name, and it took me 14 episodes. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, Kigai, blah, blah, Zenkaiser. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. We're going to go with that. That's the name of the show. Yeah. Super Sentai has the hey, we're going to only call it by the uh, last name, but here's 20 names that you had to say before it. Yeah, the process of naming Sentai shows, I would love to be in that boardroom because it's always something, then Sentai, then another word, and it's like, can't you just call it Super Sentai and then the name? Why does it have to be like, this one's Kikai Sentai? It's like, uh sure and then all the other ones previously were like something else and i'm like uh even like the names like caramong or real soldier stuff like that those aren't that bad but then there's some weird ones where i'm like that's a t-o-q or top girl i'm like i'm not i was like i give up it's the one with the train train boner it's super sentai train boner that's what it is i remember when I mentioned that to you. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, 
That's I've never lived your life. It didn't. It, ma- it enriched my life. It made my life better because the clips and the gifts. Like I now reply to that to my friends who know nothing about Toku, and they're just like, "What in the weird? Like, is that something from the new Michael Bay Transformers movie?" And I'm like, "Because he gave Devastator balls." So now, whenever I send that gift to my friends, they think it's like something Michael Bay related because he likes to make dick jokes. Yeah, I don't know how to touch on that one. You don't want to. <laughs> that's that's the thing. You don't want to touch on it. One, it's a train. You don't touch trains, especially when they're moving. However, you know, when it comes to naming something, Super Sentai is very elegant, but when it comes to Kamen Rider, Kamen Rider is very straight to the point. Yeah, and I like that. Same with Ultraman. Ultraman Orb. Ultraman uh, e, RB. Ultra- x it's like thank you it's like i'm glad yeah i'm just like yeah just give me ultraman and then either a letter or a four letter word after it and i'm like done thank you like that's all i need it's like now it's just really honestly trying like because unlike common rider super sentai ultraman love i always love ultraman ultraman's like my first toku Besides Godzilla, but Godzilla is more like monsters. But from a superhero standpoint, Ultraman's my first. And the downside is I love the design. I always love the suits, but they're always so similar to each other. Every season, to an extent, they all have the same base design, basically, that I look at my stand full of Ultraman figures right now. And other than RB and like Orb and X... All the other ones, I'm like, yeah, that one's, uh, it's Ultraman. It's like, which one? Ultraman. Ultraman. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the Ultraman. It's the one where he gets bigger and fights Kaijins. Like, that's all of them. It's like, yeah, I'm generalizing the whole franchise. It's like, hey, what do you like about Ultraman? Yes, suplexes. All the suplexes. It really is growing up and still a wrestling fan. Like Ultraman is like a hybrid of superheroes and wrestling. And I was like, I love it. I was like the second he comes out with a a red necklace and starts calling himself like the head of the table and starts like making Superman punching people. I'm like, yes, that is my intergalactic tribal chief. I'd acknowledge him. Oh, yeah, I would acknowledge him, too. He's like, he just shows up, wreck Kaijin's leave. Oh my god, we need to make that a t-shirt. I actually will. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll load up Photoshop right now, our illustrator. It'll be done before we're done recording. <laughs> Hell, I'd, I'd wear the shit out of that. Right? I was like, and I was like, it's words, so like, no trademark on words. <laughs> right. It's like. But yeah, no, they don't. They don't have a. They don't have a copyright on the word "leave" or "rack." Even though they would try. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no. Ultraman's just the the names. Like that's why I was like Sentai never. Like I, I'll send you. We so for those listeners, me and Scott, we've been friends for a long time. We send each other a lot of memes. But we also send a lot of photos. Like, well, when I'm out shopping, because I have all in San Diego, I have all the nice toku shops and nerdy anime shops. So I'll send you photos constantly. I'm like, yeah, like I sent you that photo from Book Off with like how many, like eight pegs of like nine to ten Ultraman vi- like the 7.5 inch vinyl figures. And I'm just like, these are all nine to twelve dollars or even some are five or seven. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get a couple because like literally I was looking at them in one. I was like, I don't know which ones I already have. Because all the Ultraman figures look the same. And two, I was just like, the monsters are the ones that are distinguishable. Like, I was sitting there looking. I was like, I grabbed two random Ultraman figures. And I was like, yeah. And then I looked them up online. I was like, oh, it's Ultraman R and B. And I was like, I have these. But then I was looking over there. And I was like, that's another Ultraman that looks very similar. But it's not R and B. I think it was like someone from Orb or X, but it wasn't when they had the full armor on. So I was like, they're all the same. I was like, nope. I was like, I'm just going to get the villains, the Kaijins, and then I got RMB because I actually didn't have them. However, with uh, Ultraman, uh, I'm really excited for Trigger, the 
Tiga legacy continues. I have to watch Tiga again. I never finished it. And it's, Mill Creek didn't release it on Blu-ray, so it's like I have to watch like old school fan subs of it. Cause wouldn't it be better to watch Trigger than go back? So you're yeah, not but, really sitting there and comparing everything. Well, it's not from a comparison. What if they make references to Tiga and I don't? Mm, that's that. the downside. Yeah, that's why I like Common Rider because they'll have anniversary seasons, but a majority of the time, every season is isolated. And then, you know, you'll get a Zeo or a Decade, which if you didn't watch any previous ones before that for the anniversary seasons, at least they'll like explain it to you, not holding your hand, at least like say I didn't watch like you're watching Decade and say Kamen Rider Blade wasn't my favorite season and I hadn't watched it five or six times from start to finish and the missing ace film. And then they have, you know, uh, Blade show up with a king form fighting Decade and you know, Kenzaki's just all like talking about bored and this and that. And if I had never seen Blade, at least the way Decade presented it, it's like, oh, who's that? That's cool. I want to go back and uh, watch Blade now. Fact. You bring yeah. up a great point. Because I know you're not watching it, even though I keep telling you, you watch the first episode, Zenkaiser from Super Sentai. I'm not the Super Sentai guy. I'm starting to be. I'm going back and watching a lot of stuff. But you were more of the Sentai fan. And with Zenkaiser, every episode, he's using at least one or two gears from previous seasons. And it showcases like their abilities and this and that. And it modifies how he is. Like when he used the whatever the ninja one was, he got they got super speed. And they were going fast, this and that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like... I want to go back now and watch that Sentai season. Like I'm sitting down seeing like taking notes on what gears he's using for the ones that actually like look cool. And then I'm like, I'm going to go back and check that season out now. I will say two Kaiser is um, growing on me. Oh, I love two Kaiser. Stacy is also really good. The, the villain, the one that's all purple and silver. Cause his Mecca is badass looking. It just, debuted i think in episode 13 and two kaisers zord or there's because there's two forms for his mecha because he has twin brothers that are little robots and so his actual like alligator looking spaceship actually transforms with one of the brothers into a form and then it transforms with the other one too so yeah, two Kaiser stuff is actually pretty. I think that's honest, it honestly carrying it. Plus, if you like Go Kaiser and Pirates, that's also like an appeal. In all honesty, that's one of the reasons why I'm really eager to watch up to current. You said it's what fourteen? Yeah, fourteen just aired. Okay, um, I'm very eager to get into it, but. Right now, I'm trying to watch older common Rider like Kiva. Nice. I like Kiva. And I mean, did you ever watch Zero One yet or no? A few episodes here and there in the movie. Not gonna lie. It grows on you. Like, I finished Zero One. And like I told you, I was like, I finished Zero One. It's in my top five now. Which is like a bold statement because my top yeah. five has been locked in as a top five for over a decade. My top five really hasn't like fully changed. And I was like, even Saber, I know Saber gets a lot of hate right now. And it's like some people are like, oh, now it's finally better. And it's not like, no, it's been good since part one. Like, And the fact that Saber's in my top five, a lot of people are like, why is Saber in your top? I'm like, I'm enjoying Saber. I don't go on Toku Twitter and complain or care what other people I go on there honestly because that's how I find out about the magazine scans and pre-orders for merch and stuff like that so that that and I'll interact with other content creators that do toku stuff and just talk but like I don't go into the if I had my own vice show I'd be like dark side of the toku twitter and where people like only shit on common like they'll be like I didn't know there was like a Marvel Civil War level like 
beef between Ultraman fans and Kamen Rider fans. I didn't know that was a thing because it's two different production companies. Obviously, we have Toei with Kamen Rider and uh, Subaraya with Ultraman. So whatever Toei does something like the cease and desist that we're going out allegedly and other things like Ultraman fans were just like, haha, we we have Mill Creek giving us our stuff with subs on Blu-ray. It's like, where's your Kamen Rider releases? And it's like, well, obviously shout soku whatever the name is their act shout factory or whatever it is they're going to be releasing zero one and kuga on blu-ray so obviously we're getting them eventually but at least the common writer toys are not made out of flimsy plastic that is true i will say outside of the sh figure arts Mostly Ultraman merch is just vinyl figures. Like Ultraman got the shaft when it came to merch. And cause like I'm looking right now and I have, you know, I like my Sotos. Like obviously, because I have, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of Sotos in my collection. But most of my Ultraman stuff is the vinyl figures. And then they tried to do the Bandai like little figures, but you don't build them like you do Sotos. They're already together. You just kind of pick what hands you want on them and then pose them. And I was like, they're the same size as Sotos. They're very detailed, very articulate. But the only ones they've released so far is based on the Ultraman anime. I had nothing on that. I'm trying to repress a sneeze. <laughs> Good job. But you know, I've seen a lot of people with the uh, Ultraman toys, and they're like, I've seen that gift from a fucking dollar store. I will say, from a standpoint of interaction, though, if you get the vinyl ones with the little QR tag on the bottom, I do like that, like the Orb DX like sword thing. You could just tap it on any of them, and it'll actually say the name in an introduction, and usually the theme music or anything like that of that. So it's like all the Ultramans and all the villains, as long as they are the ones with the little tag on the bottom of their foot. I do like how interactive all their stuff is. I will say it's Hasbro level cheap. Okay, I actually did not know about that. Yeah, that's why I freaking imported that. <laughs> that's why that orb sword like, that I was hunting down that I almost imported was so expensive. And I was like, do I really want to spend like almost $200 on this. And I was like, or was it Geed? It was one of the, it was either Orb or Geed. And I was like, I might have to spend this because I have a, a good amount of the vinyl Ultraman figures that have the tag on the foot. And I'm like, I could just sit there all day and just scan them and be like, hey, it makes a noise. But obviously the plastic they use, it's like not, it's not like the, you know, Bandai CSMs for Kamen Rider or even the regular DX drivers from Kamen Rider. It's not of that quality. Now, with the QR codes with the Sycan driver, um, have you tried using all of your books on Sycan driver yet? Of course I have. Oh, yeah. Like I, every time I got a new book, I would show my lady. I'd be like, hey, look, I got another book. She's like, oh, great. More of those things that are because you've heard them even on the phone, how loud those things are. Yeah. And so I'll sit there and the second you pull the, the plastic tab out of the back, it starts up and, and she'll be like, what is that? And I'm like, watch, I could put this book. And I'm like, "You, because there's multiple sounds. You can open it on its own and it'll do stuff. Then when you put it in the driver with multiple books, it'll say certain things and change different music. And I'm like. Yes, but I have tried every book. My favorite one still, besides Dragonic Knight, is obviously uh, Rintero's Snow Lion. I'm not even going to try and announce. Like I said, if I have to, I have to, have to enunciate and properly say the name of something, and there's a lot of vowels, and I'm looking at it, and then I get cross-eyed. I'm not saying it. It's a Snow Lion. That's 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 it, Snow Lion. <laughs> but his... His Wonder Ride book is probably my favorite. I do like Elemental and Primitive Dragon, but just there's more dialogue to Rintero's Snow Lion one because each one of the little dials, there's four of them. That's a different noise. That's a different, not even just noise, music and what it says because it's a different attack. 
Then you have the ultimate tax. So it's five different things. Then you have the whole music and the whole story of the book. When you open it, then you have the other side of it. When you use the henshin motion with a sword coming out. So it's like that one has the most different sounds and vocalization on it out of any of the books I have. And it's awesome. I do need the emotional dragon though. Cause that one's my favorite. From Did you just say it's awesome. It is very awesome. Like that's, that's what is why I'm getting so much merch from Saber is because I, we, we talk about this. I like books. I have, I'm not behind me is all my collectibles, but in front of me alone in this apartment, there are three and a half because one has collectibles on it, but there are three and a half full five foot plus tall bookshelves in this apartment that are full of books. We like books. And I was like, okay, a book gimmick. I'm on board with it. Cause you can display them easier. Like Kamen Rider blade is my favorite season, but they're cards. How am I supposed to display cards unless I put them in top loaders and this and that? And it's like, that's going to take up a lot of space, especially because there's four riders in that season. They all have their own set of cards plus the regular base cards. It's like, that's a lot to display. Whereas these books, I have them on risers right now and they don't take us. They, they, they're easy to display. And from a interactive standpoint, they're entertaining and there's a lot of quality. Some of these books I got for $9, you know, the base ones like, you know, try Cerberus and stuff like that, nine, 10 bucks. But the quality of them is there. Whereas, you know, if I get something that like, that's why like I'm picky, I'm picky on my drivers. Like you're the same way. Yeah. For me, drivers, you know, I would rather have all the sounds built on the driver and not the gimmicks uh, themselves. I mean, so you that's why you don't like the, that's why you're not getting the one right. I like the one right books from the standpoint of like the sword. It's two different sounds now because the books make the sounds, but the sword does too. You can, you know, like they do with their moves, you could tap the sword on the back of the book if it's not in the driver and it actually you'll get more sounds out of the actual sword. So I feel instead of it, the gimmicks having the sound, it's more or less you have more options for what makes sounds. Because the sword still makes all the sounds when all the books are together. It's the sword that's making all those, the, the books combined. It's only really when you open the books and if it's a single book on its own that they're making all the noise. But if it's three books in the driver and you're, you do the henchin motion, that's mainly the sword making all the noise. Right. So I, th- I see it as just more options instead of the gimmick. Cause most of the time, let's face it. I think outside of zero one, the progress, the progress, yeah, the progress keys, they make noise, but the driver does too. But other than that, I think a majority of the seasons, it's only the driver itself that made the noise. Yes. Um, there are some exceptions, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, mainly the, uh, uh, driver made sounds. But some of the, to your point, some drivers are, you know, not the best, uh, quality. Like mm. the drive driver <laughs> was hot garbage. Yeah, but the CSM was good. I just, I'm not spending money on the CSM one. I mean, I, as someone who's, as we're recording, I'm waiting for an Amazon delivery with uh, two new drivers because after I ordered the thousand, thousand driver, I ordered the regular zero one one for 80. I was like, that's not a bad price. I might as well order that too. Did you also get the lost driver as well for the uh, zero one? No, no. I want the uh, arc driver, the the black and red one, but that one's still like two hundred and twenty. But I may, cause like I liked, um, I don't know, cause I was looking at it and it's black and red, but I don't know if it has the thing to make it white, also, or if that's another draft. Cause like I love 
the henshin sequences and the drivers from zero one just look so good and i like i said i waited like i we you're like you went through it too there was a long gap in you know i knew what was going on in the toku world for releases but i wasn't watching anything like i was hung up on you know we had a lot of good american shows a lot of good stuff on netflix and amazon prime and hbo so i kind of fell out of um you know just the loop of what was getting you know released for merch and let's face it merch was never so easily available Very oh true. no that's the, i almost i almost wanted to get the the, the zero two one but i hate that that's a little plastic thing that attaches to the front of it and i can get the zero two thing like separate because zero two i mean that's his final form right so my problem with um the last couple of years you had to import stuff now it's readily available yeah, you're you're paying a premium, but I can order something on Amazon United States, and I, I can get it within eight days. Oh yeah, real quick. Which is something that you know, a lot of my uh, Gokaiger stuff or Gosager stuff, you know, I waited months to get my shipment from Amiami or. CD Japan. I guess, like, I'll just I'll say I'm that asshole. Like, I was the eBay guy. That's always how I got a lot of my stuff. Now, though, between Amazon, and I still, I still have, I still use eBay. We talk about this. Like, I have some friends now who I've made friends with some sellers on eBay that are in Japan, and they'll cut me some deals. They, because like I. I won't order just one thing. I'll order like multiple. I'll order in bulk because I'm going to make it worth the shipping and, you know, waiting and this and that. It, Cause I also don't know how fees work for eBay in Japan for selling international. So I'm like, yeah, let me buy stuff. And let me like my wonder, like my Soto stuff and some of the other, like I have the, the Soto, the Shoto blade King form coming in and that I paid like 80 and that's the one that comes with all the cards as well that are stickers that you put on the cards and it's his king form huge blade fan obviously i need it and that was the same guy i got the uh the soto coming under saber i got two of the full sets from him and he actually sent them in the retail box to me for both and i was like cool so i still do eBay stuff outside of that i do a lot with toku toku collectibles i like them i pre-ordered a lot of stuff like i've been that's how i got my snow lion book I got some dyes on the way, like because it's free shipping, and usually I get it within four days, and it's low. It's here in the U.S., and that's one of my favorite like local places because we have more options now. Amazon obviously is like from a convenience factor is nice because you have Prime, good tracking, and like right now I just checked like my stuff is out for delivery, and it should be here in, within two hours. I ordered it. I think I ordered it last night. Yeah, because I was talking to you last night when I ordered them. Absolutely. And, yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna order this driver. I was like, she's on vacation. She's not here to stop me. And then I was like, I'll do it. I'll don't think I won't. And I did, and it was one of those ones. It's like order within the next three hours, and you'll get it tomorrow. And I'm like, well then, you had me at tomorrow. Now, don't you have a certain saber on the way? I have, well, one physically being shipped. It's still in Japan right now. I do have the Commander the cross saber. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going all in with saber merch. I've got almost every SH figure arts that's available to pre-order. I have saber and blades from SH figure arts. I have every soto up to i think the wave seven because eight wave eight is not out yet that's coming out either the end of this month early next month and i have almost every book i just need a few more um obviously the previous season books and like the happy 
you know, dragon, brave dragon, like the Christmas theme, the ones that said, I don't have those. Um, cause they're more the gotcha. They're the, like the candy toy ones. So yeah. See, that's one thing that I have a problem with the uh, secondary market is, you know, anybody can put a DX label on it and give you the uh, candy toy or the Gatchapon toy. And that's something that I've always been dejected about buying from the secondary market because you won't know what you get until you actually get it in hand. I'm really picky with the secondary market. I've literally been using eBay since my dad let me use his account when I was like 11 or even younger than that, when you used to, when you have to do COD cash on delivery, which a lot of you young kids, okay, back in the day, we're going to, we just got some time real quick. We're going to talk about cash on delivery. Back in the day, when you ordered something and say like a FedEx or post office, they would deliver it. There was something called cash on delivery. So they would have a receipt with them. And when they bring the package to your house, you would pay them then. Or because there was no PayPal and electronic processing, you'd have to, before you got it, get a little envelope, write down their address on it, and print out a little paper from eBay, put that in an envelope with a money order or, or a personal check, and then have to mail it to the person. And then when they got said envelope with check or money order in the mail, then they would send you your package. And back then, there were no tracking numbers. There were no uh, phone apps. So... I've been on eBay for at least, mm, I'll say, 22 years. 23 is more realistic. For secondary selling market, I've I have my tricks. Like, I send you eBay sellers. I'll text you an eBay seller. And I'll yep. be like, this is reliable. This is someone I've worked with. This is someone I've talked with. This is a reliable person. Look at their lit. Like, the Pokemon cards and the Eevee stuff that one guy sent you that I got my sodos from and they cut me a deal i was like this is a seller boom stick with them like i because i see the rewording a lot there's one person won't name any names because hey that's not what i do they're an ebay seller and i always look at their stuff i follow them as a seller uh, their seller account because i'm always they sometimes they they do some good deals like buy two get one free on stuff but they always put soto in the title of everything to get that seo click the algorithm so i'm like looking there and it was like sh figure it's blades and i was like oh that's cool and then like in at the end of the title it said soto chronicles and i'm like but this isn't a soto this is sh figure arts but he's doubling down on the search results so it'll show up in the Soto. and i'm like i hate that so much because it makes it really difficult for people who don't know the product because let's face it now that bandai is releasing more stuff in america it's on Amazon. There's going to be a whole new range of people who like Toku that now are trying to get into buy merch because it's you don't have to import anymore to an extent. You could it's a lot in ease of access, and they're going to see that and be like, "I really like Sotos. I watched a YouTube video on these Sotos. That's a really detailed Soto." Next, thing you know, they're spending one hundred and twenty-six dollars on SH Figure Arts Common Rider Blades, and it's not a Soto. Right. Totally two different markets. Oh, because yeah, no. if you're a Gundam Plus fan or you love building, go to the Shoto and Soto uh, or Arkham's because that's your market. Oh, yeah, 100%. Or what I, yeah, like I go to Tokyo Central Maine, I'll go to Murakai Supermarket, Mitsua, and they have them in the, the candy aisle. And you've seen the cart photos where I'm like, look at all this Soto's. I'm like, this is going on the credit card where she can't see how much I'm spending. And next, you know, I spend like, like the last time I bought any Sotos in person, because uh, book seven and I believe five I got online, I ended up getting the whole Shoto X line. And I had some of the candy toys for the Zenkaiser uh, Sentai Gears. And they had some of the other Kamen Rider Saber Wave sodos i didn't have and next you know it's like oh here's 135 dollars worth of sodos i'm like oh i was like i candy toys they add up but they're also easy to easy to display they don't take up a lot of space like from a merch standpoint sodos are perfect and even your woman likes watching you build them so yeah no she don't mind she, she's just like oh that's neat and she's like the, 
I don't, I don't want to say she likes, she tolerates, but I think she likes doing commentary on it. She's like, oh, wow, that's a lot of stickers. That's going to suck. And then walks away. And I'm like, oh, I was like, I already know this, but it hurts to hear it out loud. Because <laughs> oh. I've seen some photos where I'm like, look at all these stickers I got to put on this Soto. And it was especially the the Soto Chronicle Gaim 2 Wave. Those were horrendous. I still have one more to make, and I don't want to. Because <laughs> I could just see already looking at the box. I'm like, there's so many freaking stickers on this. But I have the whole entire lineup. And I just need to make that. And then that set is done. And I'm just like, no, too many stickers. For me, I would I would just build it and not put the sticker on. But it would also kill my OCD. Yeah. No. Okay. So there's some that I've gotten that don't have actually any stickers. Except for like on the belt or like the helmet. And that's it. And everything. Or the weapon. And everything else actually looks really crisp and clean. But... When I don't do the ones without this, like, I, cause like sometimes I'll look at them and be like, oh, yeah. No, we, if you don't have a sticker on it, it literally looks like a Gundam G frame figure <laughs> before you put the armor on it. I'm like, cause let's face it, Gundam G frames are basically Sotos. They're mini pla. Facts. And now, oh, by the way, anyone, if you want like G frame stuff, you like Gundam models or Dragon Ball Z or My Hero, Target now carries all of that stuff from Bandai. You can get G frame models. Uh, kits and they don't come in two separate boxes they're in one box now and that looks like a little color palette where they split in half to make it look like two boxes they have all the entry grade uh, model kits which i've been building and putting on youtube and social media they have the my hero model kits now the dragon ball z ones like they are targets carrying a lot of nice model kits mini plus regular gunpla um, I'm gonna call them anime pla because I don't think I think they're all gunpla, but I'm just gonna call them anime pla. But yeah, no, the the freaking sodas with no stickers literally look like a freaking G frame. Yeah, and you said that's at Target. Oh yeah, good old Target. They're they're expanding that band. I don't know what band ideal they worked out, but they like I've actually in the last month have bought a lot of anime figures and a few model kits from target i may have to go there sometime eventually right i know i haven't been in like a week i'm fiending <laughs> she went You're on vacation chosen. she's she's on vacation i have the car but i'm like oh man i've been at target in like eight days i'm like i'm i'm jonesing for some tarjay we're, we're gonna end this podcast and you're gonna go to I just spent ten grand. It's like, look at all the stuff I bought, and it's just like, why? It's like, cause I just missed Target so much. <laughs> right. I had a coupon on the app for for ten percent off cookies. Like, but you didn't buy any cookies. I'm like, I know, but that was the that was the reason to get me there. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's the merch standpoint. Like, secondary market is tough to navigate. Um, I would say if any listeners or anyone in general, it just isn't used to secondary seller market. It never hurts to use social media like Twitter to find out like how I found out about to collectibles was I literally just tweeted, Hey, I need a reliable source to get some comrade stuff. Amazon doesn't have a lot of the stuff. Premium Bandai is overpriced or always out of stock. And I'm wary of a lot of eBay sellers. And at the time I wasn't really using like buy ye or Amazon Japan or anything like that. So I was just like, does that, and I honestly just didn't want to wait. I'm impatient. I'm, in, I'm an impulse buyer. If I'm going right. to buy some Toku merch, I want it within a week. I don't know the time frame of getting stuff from Japan, even though my eBay seller is so good. Cause I get my stuff in like four days, which is ridiculous for $8, like not bad, but someone's like, you should check out Toku collectibles. They, they have a lot of stuff, not even just Toku anime, like a lot of figure stuff, Marvel, like, checked them out and i was like i am so glad that i use social media so like even if you're not you don't like social media or you don't use it often if you're going through the secondary seller market to buy anything it does not hurt to just type out a tweet and hit send use a, if it's common or use common writer hashtag if it's ultraman just and just ask like hey where are you guys getting 
you know, your merch, where's a good place to start? Where's, you know, what's, or even if you, you see a price on something, you'd be like, Hey, is this a good price for this? See, I did that back in December when I was looking at, uh, Comrade Kenzen's, uh, uh, sword and you're like, don't do it. It's just a piece of broken plastic. I know. And now I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I need it for the collection. Um, because I do have a Ogami's freaking sword extension pre-ordered. And I know you saw it on Taiwan Collectibles because it's on the front page. They have the shoulder carrying case strap for it. Yeah. That's... So I'm so I'm walking around with that thing. Like, I was like, let a Megiddo try and, like, roll up on me. I was like, I'll hench in real quick on you. I was like, I keep that, that, that thing on me. I need the belt extenders, though, because the belt won't fit around my waist because I'm an adult. <laughs> I am a man child. Like, I feel like the belt strap could possibly fit around my cat. And that's about it. But like, I, and I haven't found actual Bandai released red belt straps for the Saiken sword driver. Like I already ordered the extenders for the thousand driver and the zero one driver. Cause it was like $12. But I was like, I need a red one for the Saiken sword driver. I was like, I can't wear it. Even though I'm not going to wear it around, I just like the option if I want to do like a merch photo shoot showing off the well, collection. The red ones are the CSM ones. I know, and they're expensive. They're... And that's in the CSM one, that's not even the Saiken Sword Driver one. That was released for, I think, what, Kiva and one of the Gaim belts? Because I know Gaim had silver and yellow. I think they had a red one too. Like, it wasn't even technically this so i don't even know how the belts work technically from an attachment standpoint i don't even know if that's gonna fit on that one so i'm just like i'll wait i'll just wait until an official one gets released it'll probably be soon because i've seen people posting photos of theirs so i feel like it's just not available in a u.s market it's just an import type situation i'm like that's fine i'll do that like but i was like i want to show these up because even my lady is just like so you just buy these belts and you put them on display. It's like, yep. She's like, you don't wear them. I'm like, well, they can't hold my pants up. They're not a functioning belt. But I can't even do photo shoots to show them off because they don't, they don't fit. <laughs> They're tiny. And, and see, that's something that, you know, they're slowly getting into the deluxe adult version of, but they're so expensive. Yeah, the CSM stuff is just ridiculous right now. Like, especially looking at some of the prices where it's like three twenty five, and it's also like because you got to buy two basically because you get the driver, but then like the O's, you want the metal set that's separate, and it's one hundred and seventy dollars on top of the almost three hundred you're going to spend for the driver. So realistically, you're spending over four hundred dollars for a set, mind you. I almost did that for the Garen set. Because I like Kamen Rider Blades so much. I almost spent $500, but it came with the belt, the rouse holder that go uh, for the arm, and it came with his gun, and it came with his deck of cards. So I was like, that's a good deal. Yes. But, but like for a game, you have to buy the driver separately, and then uh, all the lock seeds are separate. I was going to make a joke. You just go to the fruit aisle of the grocery store. <laughs> Blueberries on sale this week. Like you can get some blueberries. Be like, okay, now we're gonna go henshin. Now I got some fruit. Yay! I laugh, but Gaim. Some of their like after building the Gaim so like Soto set Chronicles two. Like the design on some of these like final forms and set are actually pretty cool. I think my problem is the beginning of Gaim didn't hold my interest because there's too much dancing. And then also the only thing I saw was the Gaiman Drive crossover movie, which drastically did not help build a case to go watch Gaim. I shall say for you on that. Um, yeah. I like Drive. Um, but Gaim, I love Gaim as well. But that movie was, it was the same. I would rather have My Little Pony Kamen Rider crossover movie than anything else. Well, I mean, there's my little pony Transformers comic book that just started like two weeks ago. And I mean, you're talking to somebody who is a huge brony 
even though I deny that I'm a brony. Yeah, well, now it's on the internet. Fact. But yeah, but yeah, no, the CSM stuff is a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pricing. This has turned into like Toku merch hour. <laughs> like, what? a lot of merch. But well, that's the thing. That's the main appeal because it also goes into which we can briefly touch on before we go into another topic before we close out the first episode is the merch that so for those who don't know and i'm just gonna say what i know is a fact in a quick opinion i'm not gonna drag it out because i don't go into drama and i don't really care technically because i still have my sources um you know the whole toey cease and desist for fan subs and merch is honestly the only way toey is making money off of us like when you think about it fan subs toey doesn't have to pay the people subbing them but we're buying all that merch, so they're not to pay money for having people sub it, promote it in the U.S., market it, or any of that stuff. They just get merch sales. And it's smart to not go after the fan subs for as long as they did. I just think in the last two calendar years or so, uh, with how Ultraman has been released on Blu-ray of Mill Creek... There is a market now to actually start releasing Toku, like Kamen Rider and all the other previous season, like shows that Toei owns licensing for that really haven't been released here. They there's there's a market to release them on Blu-ray. I think that showed that that's a thing and they're starting. We're getting zero one and I believe we're getting Kuga on Blu-ray at some point within the next year. So it's going to take time because a lot of these Ultraman shows already had subtitles. They were just getting remastered for Blu-ray and upscaled and rendered, but a lot of them already had English subtitles that were official from Subaraya. So it's like, give them a chance to like show Like it's been maybe a month, not even. So it's like, everyone's still losing. Their, it's like, sit back, wait for Toei to make some announcements on things that are going on. Stop being a douche on Twitter about it and just like wait for some announcements. They're not going to they don't owe us anything to just be like, hey, we just want to let our Western fans. It's like, no, did they? They're Japanese company. They have their Japanese market and the Asian market. Yes, Toei Animation gave us like My Hero and stuff like that. It's like in Dragon It's like but at the same time, the Westerner people, including us. We are killing the Japanese market um, for a common writer because most people are, you know, buying, reselling. And, you know, a lot of the Japanese fans who, you know, miss a season, they're like, I'm not going to spend 400,000 yen on. That's less of the fans in Toei, and I would say that's more of a Bandai problem more than anything. That's that's because, honestly, how premium Bandai, like, they're, the pricing and putting too much exclusive stuff. It's, Hasbro is going down the same road with Hasbro Pulse now. <laughs> like, they're like doing these premium Bandai, Hasbro Pulse, these exclusives, and doing them limited runs. Like, Limited quantity and limited edition toys and this and that should never be a thing. I get limited edition Blu-rays, limited edition, you know, merch, like wearable merch or like consumable merch. But from like a figure standpoint and this and that, unless it's something like a self-transforming Optimus or that Unicron, something like that, I get doing limited. That's a high production value. But something as like an SH figure arts, Sotos, action figures, Megazords. Those should never be just uh, a web, like a premium band or a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Kind of like let's Hasbro, Sparkly Pink Ranger, Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Same with the Draken Evo 2 or 3 figure. And everyone bought those up to resell them, and they're not selling. I got one. I got a second one because I didn't want to open my Draken Evo. So I have a second one in the box and i it's actually i paid actually less than what it cost to get it from hasbro because a person opened the box to take photos and because it wasn't now factory sealed they couldn't even get cost for it It counted as used technically because you can't list it as new on ebay the second you open it i have a huge problem with 
uh, Hasbro because a Power Ranger Dino Fury was like there's seven things of the toy market and I'm like okay where's the rest it's like I get it the second season is going to be on a streaming service but the first season didn't even finish airing it they only aired eight episodes it's going to netflix and they're gonna have 11 episodes so we're getting three episodes exclusive on netflix when it drops but from the standpoint of hasbro their dino fear like there's not like my i have the all the zords and everything i got the real soldier zords like and you see the photos and anyone else who has seen these toys like they're cool because they're kind of like almost like legos with how they connect and this and that so it's like i'm sitting there taking apart like yeah here's the regular megazord I'm like here's the dime dime volcano zord attached to it like oh this is great and that was t-rex champion form and the he's so much better but when you know you have there's what four keys available right now Yes, you got the uh, Pink Ranger, Blue Ranger, Red Ranger, and then Boom Tower has a key, which makes no sense. Why does he have a key? And it's like, well, the Green Ranger is still out, and it's like, where is um, her key? Where is... The Black Ranger's key? Yeah. We've already got the Six Ranger announced. They've already had keys for their power-ups already. Uh, they're, they don't have any really Zords. I, th- like, I was like, Hasbro hasn't even released a Zord yet? Like, that's where you get your money is releasing the Zord. And I'm chomping at bit. I even told you back in December, it's like, you know, they haven't released this. And you're like, oh, wait until March. Yeah, and then they announced that they weren't <laughs> going to really. Then they announced more Lightning Collection stuff. Which, you know, I, I keep on looking at the Lightning Collection and it's like, none of these things I want to collect as someone who has i want to say 75 percent of the hasbro lightning collection i obviously i didn't get stuff like spd or anything like that um i like we talked about this outside of the show like i'm done with lightning collection i have my scorpina yellow ranger two pack pre-ordered that's kind of like the crescendo because it's the only way to get the villain if they release more monster lines because i mean i got king sphinx and pumpkin wrapper but i was like and i finally got my my tenga warrior and i'm just like all right now give me some more villains like i need another villain wave i want uh like what pudgy pig i want eye guy i was like give me give me a few more villains and i'll get those only other than that like i'm done i have so many of just complete sets like and like, i'll probably finish off zeo because i only need what two more and i'm done with zeo because they already released what blue green and red so i was like i just need two more and i'm done with zeo other than that i think if they release villains and they're cool and they're within the first three seasons of mighty morphin I'll pick them up, but that's it. And I said Ninjor, obviously, because we were like, I need a Ninjor. Like, that's that's a necessity. That is a key plot point character. If RoboGoat gets announced, I definitely want to pick up RoboGoat. Well, we are actually getting this Friday a Hasbro Pulse, and apparently it's Pink Ranger theme because the email I got was very Pink Ranger theme. It's like, it's going to be pink. And I'm like, all right, what are we announcing? I'm going to laugh if they announced Dino Fury Lightning Collection figures before they actually release just regular Dino Fury. <laughs> mm. Hey, Boom Tower. And... It's the same four that's already available. It's just the Pink Ranger, Blue Ranger, Red Ranger, and Boom Tower. Those are the SH figure arts. Wait, we don't even have Void Knight, the main villain. It's like, give me some merch. Like, I'm, I like my merch. And... I'm going to be honest, Dino Fury is the most watched Power Rangers in the last seven years. And there's no merch. People are people are eating it up. And even to the point where I'm that's why I I struck well. Dyron was hot and I got my Rio Soldier Zords and Morpher because because there's no Dino Fury merch from Hasbro, people are now going and getting the Bandai Rio Soldier merch, which is gonna be a domino effect. So now when Hasbro finally launches their Dino Fury merch people who are diehard collectors who want their merch for their seasons already have it. Like I'm not going to go buy the Hasbro Zords. 
I have the higher quality Bandai ones. So why would I go spend money on Hasbro's? Let's face it, from a quality standpoint, Hasbro can be good when they do their elite stuff. But from their base toys that get released, they are not as good as Bandai's regular release stuff. No, and, you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, episode three came out. I'm like, okay, I want to get all of the... Uh, toys that I can of Dino Fury because I'm all in. And it's like, wait, there's only action figure than the Murfer. That's that's it. Well, let's also not forget that, like, if you go to Target, you can only get the Morpher. The figures are on Amazon and Walmart, and they're only nine dollars. And I was like, I when I saw them at Walmart, I was like, ooh, Dino Fury figures, I'm like nine dollars. Why are they nine dollars? I was like, that seems a bit off, and I'm like. All right, whatever. I'll buy it. It's mine. But yeah, there's um, you know, there there's there's the merch market cuz you know, obviously we don't want it to be like a merch heavy episode. We're just getting it out of our system. Yeah. Because there is that is kind of the main thing into that's the main thing I like besides watching the show is having stuff on display. Obviously, in other episodes we'll talk about displaying our stuff and you know, of how, your dizens. how uh, how much of a pain that is. But yeah, sort of around like because the secondary market, like the main thing was look at the lightning collection. They started just re releasing a lot of the stuff. I remember when light people were trying to like, I'm guilty of this. I resold one lightning collection figure in the history of me buying lightning collection. And yes, I got it way below the price it should have been because there was a skew error. But I resold one for about seven eighty bucks, and you know what? I just I took advantage of a market. I don't. I'm not. I put that towards some Toku stuff. But all the people buying up all the has the, the lighting collections that try to sell them for like triple the price, and it never worked. If you go on GameStop, they have clearance for lightning collection stuff constantly. Like I bought the Reed and Zed wedding two pack full price, and I saw the thing on GameStop clearance for like eighteen dollars a couple weeks ago, and I was so mad. I was like, really? I spent like 50 on that thing and now it's like $18 on clearance. See, that's the one thing that, you know, uh, you've sent me many links to products like the second drivers that you currently have. And I'm like, Oh, I might get it. But then when I look at it, it's like, you're like, Hey, it's $70. I look at it and it's 90. Um, the price fluctuates so much, you basically have to strike when the iron's hurt. hot, like you said. I know. I still need to get my... I'm still on the fence about getting the Zenkaiser, uh, Gertlinger, because there's like, there's three of them now. There's the Gertlinger, then there's two Kaisers, Stacy's. I don't know if that's been released yet. And I'm like, I want those. And... Then, like, you can get the bundle where it comes with the belt that holds all the Sentai gears. And I'm like, this is neat. Obviously, Toku Collectibles has them. Not a plug, not an ad. They aren't paying me. If they want to, my DMs are open. Um, but, yeah, no, there's a... I just, like, from space standpoint, like, if I, I'm trying to get more drivers. Because, yeah, I got Soto stuff. And, I have, you know, I keep track of my money, what I spend. The last... 18 months has been very toku heavy because this has been the most it's been easily available in the american market and i want to buy the stuff so it could show that it is a viable market so it can continue but also i don't know how much inventory there is in the u.s market so i also have to get in there buy it now when i see it because like you said prices fluctuate but so does that inventory i can go back in and be like oh now it's gone like, that sucks See, that's one one of the things that I hate about uh, Premium Bandai. Is if you're not in the first 10,000 people to get one, you're not going to get one at cost. Or a couple, what, $10, $20 markup? Yeah. And, I mean, some things, like, I'm okay. Like, I bought stuff at markup, but it's, like, a 20 to $30 markup. But then I'll see, oh, it's free shipping. It's like, well, it's not... It, it, I'm not buying it on Amazon. I'm on eBay. So it's like, 
anytime I see fresh free shipping, I see that as a win. Cause let's face it, a lot of people throw that 18 to $20 shipping price tag on stuff, not really knowing that it is not 18 to $20 a ship. Yeah. Like, if you're in the U.S. and you're an eBay seller, you don't need to use FedEx or UPS. You could use the U.S. Postal Service and you can actually use a majority of Toku stuff can fit in a priority mail, medium or large flat rate box. Just don't get the rectangle one. Get the square one. I sell a lot on eBay, whether it's comics, uh, games, movies like I do a lot of eBay selling and I can tell you I the reason why I make so many sales is because I'm using the post office. You get a tracking number. And obviously with the post office stuff, it's a lot more secure from the standpoint of, Oh, if you're an apartment complex, they can put it in uh, like a lock box that they put a key in your mailbox. Whereas if it's FedEx UPS, they're just going to leave it out front or they're going to put the, sorry, we missed you. Cause they're not even going to try, but with a post office, it's a large box. They don't want to, if you're not home when they knock, They'll bring it back to the post office, put a little slip in your mailbox, then you can go pick it up. And most of the time, there's from a geographic area, post offices usually are so spread out that it's not going to be that long of a drive for you. That's why I always use post. That's why when I see someone putting, I almost bought something. I needed it. $24 delivery uh, uh, shipping fee. And I was like, screw that. This thing is small. You put that in a small flat rate box. And send it out to me because it was literally a Digimon deck for one of the decks I don't have, the pre-made ones. Mm. And I was just like, $18 with $24.99 shipping. I was like, no. <laughs> so nothing, just, just saying like, that's why if people are Toku stuff, there's a markup. I always check the shipping price because if it's marked up, but there's free shipping, that's appealing to me. Right. I'll buy it. But I think that's enough of merch. That was a really merch-heavy show. It was. It was, it was a lot. That's but again, there's a lot of merch. In- there is. That's like I'm saying. That's like one of the biggest, like outside of watching the show in the U.S., like merch is really the main thing for Toku. You go on any YouTube and you type in like Kamen Rider or Super Sentai or this and that. Yeah, you'll get some reaction videos and some like, next time on or like some quick little 40 second clips of like a henshin or a fight scene to avoid copyright strikes but a more majority of the time it's literally toy reviews and unboxings and figure hauls and i i watched an unboxing earlier today um of the cross saber i was really excited about that even though i am saving all my pennies for the common rider revised stuff I cannot wait for the cross saber to get here. I am beyond excited for it. That is my favorite merch. But yeah, no, the, the merch is like really what is usually from a content creating standpoint or social media standpoint, like outside of Twitter, because people, at least with Twitter, you could tweet your opinions. But if it's like an Instagram or this and that, like, yeah, it's like photos only. So you're going to see photos of merch, clips and this and that. Like merch is a big driving force in the Toku community. For me, anyways, I think it is. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. But from what I see and who I follow, merch is definitely talked about. Yeah, because you get to see, you know, if I come over and I see all of your common writer uh, uh, shoutouts, you know, I'm going to go, oh, there's another fan. Or some, you know, if somebody sees the uh, um, Withered logo, you know, you know that they're a fan because, you know, they're wearing merch, they're wearing the t-shirts, they're... Uh, or even just using uh, mannerisms like Megado or Henshin, because very rarely do you hear that outside of the Toku community. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, uh, let's uh, wrap it up here. That's first episode. We got all our merch out of the way and kind of went over some Kamen Rider stuff in Hasbro and Bandai. Obviously, going forward, we'll be just random conversations about toku whether it's new 
you know, stuff announced, whether it's Revice or Victory, who knows what the new Kamen Rider show is going to be. Uh, you know, if you if you go based off Twitter rumors, it's dinosaurs and it's Revice. And I'm like, OK, sure. I don't know. I'll wait till Toei says something and Ultraman stuff. We'll be going over at some point, probably our favorite seasons of stuff, actually going over and discussing full seasons of Ultraman of the set because we have our Milk Creek collection, which is almost complete which is very delicious. tasty. I know it's so delicious. So delicious. But yes, this is the first episode. It, it, the podcast is not available on all podcast listening platforms yet. We are on anchor and Spotify. Just type it talking Toku uh, for episode two. We'll give you an update on the process of other listening platforms that it will be distributed to and updated on. Thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Talking Toku. Scott, would you like to say anything before we go? Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to check out Mark, you can check out uh, Under Name Mark. Yeah, basically. It's an, I, I, I rebranded. Everything's the same on everything. Would you like to plug your Twitch channel? Yes. Twitch.tv backslash Hellbolt. H-E-L-L-B-O-L-T. I thought you were gonna like spell it like J E L L O. It's alive. <laughs> you I should really just turn that into a jingle. Take the song and everything. And be like A G L L Bolt. I'm now live. <laughs> and then boom, done. There you go. You're welcome. You know, I may actually do that tonight. Yeah, there you no. go. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will be back with new episodes soon, going more in-depth into the world of Toku, both the future, the past, and the present. And then we can just gush over how great Saber is. So thank you for listening, and we'll, we'll see you guys in the next episode.